Hello and welcome to the Purpose Feel Mommy with Minnie Marie podcast. I have a special guest with me today. Pierce. That's my son. That's my teenage son. And today we're going to actually talk about that today. We're going to talk about what's going on with our teens right now. In addition to that for our Q&A Thursday, because a lot of questions have been coming in. And one in particular is about what's going on right now with some of the issues that we're dealing with within our society, especially when it comes down to the police and actual the community, especially when it comes down to black people and people of color, when it comes down to the police uh, brutality and just how a lot of people are definitely passionate right now. And our communities are, some of us, and where the cities that we live in are at an unrest. So we're going to talk about all that and more and definitely talk about it from a black mother's perspective on why there are certain things that our children and what we have to experience as mothers that is a little different from some of our counterparts when it comes down to that. So you don't want to miss today's episode because it's going to be good. So joining me today again is my son. So this is his first time talking on Mike. Usually with my son, he's my, my he's my little producer. So if I have a speaking engagement, he's usually right there with me. Sometimes he helps with the setup. I remember, you remember that time we were in the play and you... Yes. Yeah, you helped me set up and it was nice. I took a picture. You have to go to my Instagram page and check it out. He was like the little set stage man and it was great. So how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. All right. Just just getting into the quarantine and stuff. It's pretty hard right now. I know it's pretty hard. Let's talk about that. So I know this is your first time talking on the mic, but mama got you as always. So when it comes down to you're saying that it's kind of hard with the pandemic and going through this quarantine, tell me a little bit about how you're feeling or what do you think is going on with how some of your peers may be feeling with this pandemic? Well, it's, it's pretty hard right now because we were just chilling and then all of a sudden we just get a text knowing we just can't go back to school no more. And it just, it was fun at first, but I, like after it got that, old, it got old and it got boring. And then I'm a I'm an athlete. I'm a football player and a track runner, so it kind of messed up my schedule. So it takes a toll on your mentality, but you just keep working and working. That's all. So I'm glad you shared that because a lot of us are kind of as parents, we're thinking about what we're going through and we're talking about how, man, I'm I'm stuck being at home. I'm stuck with the kids, but we're forgetting about how you guys are feeling too, right? Yes. We we're we're pretty like we're feeling good as long as I got my family with me, my mom, my beautiful sisters, and my dad. If, as long as I'm feeling good, that's the only thing that really matters to me. But it is hard when it comes down to just not having your norm. Yes, cause yes, cause you know it's not like back when you could just go to restaurants, beaches, you know everything. Just it just don't feel right no more. It's awkward. Let yeah. me tell. You, all right, let me ask you this. So seeing people walking around with masks on, that's a definitely thing. Definitely thing I want to talk about. To be honest with you, it's, it's really it's really scary. It's, it's, creepy. it's creepy. I thought it was me. It's kind of creepy seeing people with the mask on. And no matter what, Pierce, when I see, like, you know, people try to put the kids and they can put all type of fabrics on it, it's not cute to me. It's, it's, it's not it's not really it – like, it's cute or whatever, but it just – I just hate to see them like that, you know? 
It does. So let's talk about that. You're an athlete, and I see oftentimes you're in the backyard and you're doing your drills. Why is that so important to you when it comes down to staying active, even though you know that the season is at a, as a, at a big change? Because you have to stay mentally prepared and your body has to get prepared because when things come back, coaches and stuff going to see, well, oh, he just been sitting on his phone playing Fortnite and texting females. Oh, but he's been working out, taking care of his body and drinking water and stuff like that. You guys get me. You guys say females. I notice my my teenage students, they say females. You guys don't say the ladies. What's up with that, Pierce? I don't know, mom. <laughs> <laughs> So when it comes down to COVID, it's definitely kicking in, right? Yes, ma'am. It's 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 hard. But we gon we gonna get through it though. God got us. God got us. So what are some things outside of one thing you mentioned that you've been trying to keep your regular schedule when it comes down to the fitness part, but what else? I mean, one thing people don't know about me uh, outside my athletic ability, I love reading books and like like doing schoolwork and stuff like that. I know it might sound boring, but you got to get your mind prepared because if you don't get your mind prepared when schools get back, you don't want your test scores to drop. You want to be good. I just got that mentality in my mind. I want to be on top of everybody in a humble way. So one of the things you've been doing is just keeping your body right, keeping your mind right when it comes mm. down to staying on top of with your books and stuff. Yeah, And just... What's going on right now, just trying to stay away from toxic people, just being around your mother and your dad, your sister, just trying to bring uplifting energy. Positive energy. Yes, yes. All right. So thank you so much for telling us how you feel about when it comes down, how our teens, you know, tackling this COVID thing, anything going down with your peers and how they're handling it, anybody else saying something or they kind of feel like how you feel? I mean, it's Basically the same. Some, you know, doing parties and all that other stupid. Parties? Yeah. Who's doing parties during a pandemic? Tell yeah. the T. There's people doing it. You see it on the news. People doing pool parties. And oh, my god! Like 90, over 100 people at a party and stuff. And what do you think about that? Just wrong. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah, <laughs> stay safe out there. No parties. All right, folks. All right. So we were just talking about Pierce how teens are coping with COVID-19. And I thank you so much for sharing with me how you're feeling and how some of your friends in school at school are talking about it and how they're feeling. But I want to talk to you about this. So there's a lot going on with the news. I know you've been watching the news, correct? Yes. So when it comes down to what's happening with the police and how a lot of people of color and black people are feeling at this time, you tell me how you're feeling right now as a teen when it comes down to being a young black man and when it comes down to, you know, feeling almost like a threat or feeling, you tell me how you feel. I don't want to tell you. What's up? To be to be honest, it's, it's hard because it's like other people, they don't have to go through the things you have to go through. You don't, like, it's, it's really hard mentally and it's like, People riding and stuff like that. It just. How do you feel it, about the riots? It's a difference. If if from a riot and a protest. George Floyd. If you're gonna do something for somebody, do it for them in a peaceful manner. Looting, stealing Louis belts, and stealing cars Breaking and stuff. Breaking into Target, stealing throwing, TVs. throwing, throwing stuff in the White House. That that that's gonna make the situation worse. <laughs> so how are you getting the news of knowing what's going on? 
It's hard. You but know? how are you like getting access to knowing what's going on? Because you tell me what's happening oh, sometimes. It, man, it, just, it just be on social media a lot. And, and social media right now is a really dark place. So what my mama said in her previous interviews, it's really, really good to take a lot of breaks off Instagram. That's why I stay active on heights and stay play with my sisters because Instagram and stuff. It, it can just, be a dark and scary it, place. It just, it just mess with your mentality. That's why you got to take mess care of yourself. Mess with your mind. Yeah. So when it comes down to what's going on with Brianna, George, Amai, all these when it comes down to these senseless deaths that we saw, when it comes down to police, are you afraid of the police? Be honest with me. I mean, I kind of am, but the way I'm, I'm going to just be honest. The way I put it is don't make the situation worse than what it is. You know, if you get pulled over, just keep calm and just do what you do and cooperate. Don't. But some people, Pierce, have, they did what they're supposed to do, you know? And it's um, still... Um, it's just, it just, it ain't nothing to really say. You just hope nothing bad. The only thing I say, if, if I get pulled over, I'm just going to follow what I do. And if whatever happens, happens, you know? You just no, wish for the best. No, whatever happens, happens. Like, I, you gotta, you're saying yeah. that to a mom right there. So when you guys say whatever happens, happens, you got to realize that, yeah. you know, I think about the moms like uh, Tamir Rice and I think about Trayvon the as a mother for you to say whatever happens happens but for me as a mom it's almost like no you yeah, know I, yeah I, I i know but you know how society is you just can't help it so my question is are you afraid of the police or do you feel safe with the police it depends it depends on situations so you know our you know grandpa was a police officer mm. so you know that's one of the things we talked about and for us you know, growing up for me and your uncle, it was kind of like, it was pride there. I remember your grandpa would come to my school when I was little and he would bring his little police car and his car didn't look like everybody else's because he was in investigation. So it looked like a, a regular car. But then when you went inside, it had everything that, you know, with the siren and all of that. And all my classmates would be so excited. But now when I see a police officer come to the school, especially living in the inner city, it's almost like everybody gets alert and they don't feel safe and happy. Everybody just pausing and they just be looking. And they get it's like it's almost like a it's a fear. It's, it's like the officer scared, you scared, so you don't know what possibly can happen. And you don't feel like they're there to protect you. You feel like they're more to. I feel I feel like. I'm not going to even bash it out. Like, I'm going to be honest. It's good police out there, and you got the bad ones. But the bad ones shot over the good ones. So, mentally, in the mind, if you get pulled over, you don't know. You don't know who's who. You don't know who's who. You don't know if he's going to be, he's going as a good guy. You don't know if he's racist. You just don't know. It's too much, you know? I know, and that's that's definitely, a, I appreciate you sharing that, that there, there are good police officers as well as we have those who take the law enforcement and use it for discrimination and for, you know, for just be honest, people are being killed and murdered, you know, and I'm mm. glad you said that. But then also we got to remember that there are there are officers out here who risk their lives every day to protect and serve. And then they get thrown in the bunch of everybody else. And that's a lot. That's a lot. So as far as with your safety, when it comes down to police officers, do you feel that it will ever get better? Do you think that it'll always be that iffy feeling when it comes down to officers, even despite your grandfather or great-grandfather being an officer? I feel like I'm going to just keep it honest. I don't, I don't know. I, I just hope 
since, you know, everything going how it is, I just hope things don't get worse. I, I, I really don't know. Well, that's an honest answer, and I definitely appreciate you sharing that with me. So we were talking about how you felt about police officers, but how do your peers, how do they feel, honestly? I'm going I'm to I'm be honest. All my classmates, if you want to ask me, Mom, they... They are like like Black Tuesday. They posted pictures or whatever, but I feel like mentally in the mind, they really don't. They just aggressive towards it, and they got a right to feel aggressive towards it. So, so they feel that the police are aggressive to them, so they feel like yeah. that little animosity, basically, yeah. animosity back. So, yeah. so let's talk about this. There is an incident. I shared about it on Instagram. If you feel comfortable, if not, we can pass it, and I'm not going to edit it out. You know, even if you do pass it, I'll just change it. But there was an incident that happened on Mother's Day here. Mm. Mother's Day was doing great. Mom came down, your grandmother. And we haven't seen her since Christmas, so that's a couple of months. Yes, yeah, she's, we ain't seen her in a while. So with that being said, it was a high. The food was good. Talk about the food, and I tell her mama could cook here. She, she could throw down. <laughs> we had jambalaya. We had uh, squash. Tell them about that squash zucchini casserole. And I, could, I, don't, I don't think they believe I can cook beer. Man, I'm telling you, you better come down here. Yeah. <laughs> we had squash and zucchini casserole. We had um, collards down south. You got to throw some collards at a, at a family dinner. What's the, if you don't have some some type of greens, it's just not a. It's old. It's, I mean, I mean, old. I mean, what you doing? What are you What you doing? It's not a meal. You gotta yeah. You gotta have some type of collards or some turtles or something. And then we had. I said it all. Call it set it off. And then we had um we had the red velvet cookies. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I had to think about that. <laughs> and we had um we had fried green tomatoes. Oh yeah. Oh ooh. That, that set it all right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that look on your ooh. Yeah, what you talking about? <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> then we had we had the fried green tomatoes, fried chicken, and then we I mean it was good. Everything was good. Everybody left on a high note. You were happy, and then you went outside to do your usual football drills, and then mm-hmm. it changed. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I was like, okay, I was back there doing my drills, whatever, working on whatever, whatever I had to do. And the police officer, and like everybody outside, everybody in our neighborhood was outside. So I was back there doing me. A police officer just come back there and just start shining her light and stuff, and I'm like, I waved at her so she can know, like, I'm back here. This is my house. But, like, and mentally in my mind, I snapped. I was like, oh, Lord, man, I was scared for my life. And I was like, then she just went on. My my, my mama said, you know, come back in the house. And I was like, I just. I told you to be inside before the streetlights yeah, came on. Yeah, yeah, she told me. But then at the moment, like, I, I wasn't really thinking like that. And the reason why it happened, because we had some recent break-ins. We live in a revitalized area, beautiful homes in a diverse neighborhood. But it's an area where they're. They had to tear down some homes that were older or run down and they built new homes and they're trying to, you know, change the area. And we've been here for about 10 years. 11, no, 2020. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while. It's been yeah. a while. It's been, it, it, it's been about, cause Paige was here. So she's 10. So it's been like nine years or so, nine and a half with that being said. So we had, we got an email sent in from the homeowners association about what was going on so they were on the lookout for some teens and some kids and automatically despite you having a nike bag and everything together 
you know, you don't matter. It didn't matter when <laughs> the street matter. lights hit on. It was dark. You were a suspect automatically in your own yard. How did that make you feel? Scary. I mean, I don't. To be honest, I don't want to be another hashtag. <laughs> That's some real stuff. That's real talk. That's some real stuff. Some I just, fun. you know, and honestly, I'm just going to leave it on that note. As a mother, I don't want to wear a shirt with your picture on it. No. Especially, like, if I would have came outside, and I came outside anyway. I came out there the first time to tell you to come in because the streetlights came on, and you, I don't know what you were doing. I guess you wanted to do one more drill or whatever. Yeah, one more drill, and I was like, oh. Then when I saw the police, I just froze. All right, and then... Then when I went out the second time, that's when our neighbor was like, hey, check on him because she got out the car and all of that. And she had a flashlight. So in honesty, did you feel threatened or anything? I just feel like I feel like I didn't know what what could have happened. You know? Yeah. You just don't know what could have happened. That's some real talk. So definitely glad that you're safe. Nothing happened that we have neighbors on the lookout, but it was dark. No one could have saw what happened. I mean, we know in your bag would have been nothing but a football and some cones and cleats. And some cleats, but to her, that's not what she saw. So thank you. And like you said, you said I don't, you said something deep. You said you don't want to be another what? I don't want to be another hashtag. That's real. So in continuing our discussion on our Q and A day, one of the questions that was inboxed to me was, "How does it feel as a black mom?" And what? What is something different that you guys experience? And this is from someone who's who was a white woman who wanted to know what makes your experience so different from mine. Because some, and I don't think she was coming from a malicious um, point of view. I think she was just asking because sometimes we can't relate to what other people are going through, but you want to just know so that you can show that empathy even deeper and even speak up. So that was one of the things that she shared and Every there are a couple of things that every black woman knows, every black mother knows. I say that better when it comes down to having children, but especially with her son. At first, it's the cute little boy that everybody loves. It's yes, the cute little boy, you know, beautiful little bald headed boy. Then, you were bald headed. I used to cut your hair, so you yeah. you, didn't, you were bald headed. Then it's like about ten. It's or like twelve. It's, it's like puberty starts, and it's like I'm fourteen now, so I ain't even I ain't even near twenty one yet, so. You know, once just, puberty hit, that's when it changes. That's when you. yeah, that's when your body changes, you get bigger, stronger, your mindset get different stuff. But that's also when it changes with how you're seen as a as cause from being a cute little boy to a threat to a danger. Yeah, cause I didn't know I saw something on seeing on on the, on Instagram. A police was talking about they are literally taught to like target fourteen year old black boys and Latinas. I was like, what? Yeah. So one of the things that you know as a black mom is there's this little phase when I remember for myself as a mother, when my son was cute, he used to wear his little baseball caps and his name just, you know, you just only have a few letters in it. Pierce. Like, oh, that's such a cute name. He's adorable. And he goes from, you know, it was like, he's this cute little boy. Everybody loves, let him come play with my child. All you get all the alls and all this other stuff. Even one time we were mistaken as a little girl. Did I ever tell you that? Yeah. You you were yellow and it was like, Oh, look at it. And I had a lot of hair. You had a lot of hair. You had a little red mohawk, but then Sandy red, not all the way red, but like that Sandy dark color. Okay. I digress. But it, then once 
you get to the point where you get your, your, your body changes, like you said, and that was very wise of you to talk about how puberty hits in. And once that puberty gets, that's when it's like, you're looked at more aggressive. Yes. Cause like, you know, like I love talking. It's like when you like three and four it's on cue and all that, all that fake stuff. And then when you like 10, 15, like when you like swole 140, like muscular swole, like they just look at you different. They be like, I'm really a nice person. <laughs> like, but you know? shouldn't have to even say that I'm really a nice person. It shouldn't even be thought of like that. And I, I have students that are even bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And it's the thing that's like you said, even within the school system, it's like when the children, when especially with boys, when they're younger, it's like they're fine. They can get detention or something like that. But the older they get, that's Ooh, when it comes Lord. down to alternative school and they're put out of school. And especially amongst young men who are black or Latino. Yeah. And it happens like that. And, you know, and it's unfair. But that's one of the things, you know, as a black mother, that your child will eventually transition from being cute and just adorable and you're stopped at the grocery store or you stop walking on the street to once he gets about equal your height or taller. Yes, because I'm taller than mama. You got to tell everybody you taller than me. That's what you got to tell everybody that I'm a shorty. I'm like five, six. Okay, okay. So now he's on the height talk. But once once they get to a certain height, and, and, and it also depends on your demeanor too. Mom, what's a demeanor? Okay, so your demeanor <laughs> is... Kind of like the way you carry yourself. Oh, okay. All right. That's okay. We, we learn together. That's why I'm here as a mom. So when it comes down to how you how you hold yourself and where you walk and stuff. So walking how you are as an athlete, you know, you kind of carry yourself with a little oomph. Yeah, you guys. Like you don't like even do it to show off. That's just how your body be. <laughs> yeah, you, and when you carry yourself in that way to some, it looks it's looked at as almost aggressive, aggressive and as a threat. And, and they're more on alert. And even yeah. when it comes down to teenage girls of a opposite race, it's almost like at first the cute little boy, he could play with the little girl. But as soon mm-hmm. as you become a teen, it's almost like you can't play with Sally. You can't play with, mm-hmm. with Megan. And, and, and it, it, yeah. it changes yeah. because I don't want you around my daughter. Yeah. And, and it does. It's just every... Those are some things that you know, and you know when you tell your child, come in before the street lights come on. It's not just about respect; it's also about you making sure that they're protected when it comes down to their life. And depending on your neighborhood, it doesn't matter if you live in the inner city; you could live in a nice suburban area. But if you're late, it's late at night. You're outside and you're walking back to your nice, beautiful posh neighborhood but because you are a young teenage boy someone could think that you're breaking in that you're not there and then you could get shot dead on the spot let's talk about that when it comes down to Trayvon Martin and that's one of the things that we know or um I saw some little boys at a park and they were little white boys and they were playing with 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 guns they were playing with the little fake guns and just playing with nerf guns you remember when you were addicted to the nerf guns yeah. and they were fun and i used to tell you yeah that eight to nine phase that eight to ten phase though but i used to tell you to make sure you had one that was bright color bright color you can't because if it was dark or black and it didn't have like an orange at the tip of it someone could think it was something really? different and we yeah. thought about that when it came down you know and this is real life with tamir rice and his mom was talking about that and again, no one was charged for his, for his killing, his murder. So those are the tears of mothers. So 
definitely Mother's Day. It was it started off high, but then it kind of brought me a little down. And me and you, we I mean, we watched the movie afterwards and had us so a little love moment, but it did change the vibe just a little bit. Yes, it did. So definitely when it comes down to a black mother and the tears and the worries that we have is very different. Not only that for our sons, but also for our significant others, our brothers, our husbands, our fathers. It's a lot different because at any moment someone can think that there's something that they're not. Even though there are people of different races that will break, that will steal, that will kill and everything else. It's mostly looked at as if you are a child or teenager of color, especially when you get a certain age, you look like the threat, the aggressor, the, the thief, the killer. And it's, it's sad and it's unfortunate. Correct. Yes. I'm glad we talk about it, but sometimes I don't like talking about that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's good to just let it off your chest, you know. All right. I hear you. Well, I definitely want to thank my special guest for joining me today. I've known him for 14 years, so I feel like I've known him for a while. And um, I don't think I've ever had a guest on the show that I've known for so long. So thank you so much, baby, for joining me and sharing transparently how it feels to be a teen, how it feels to be a black teen, your opinions and thoughts on what's going on right now within our country when it comes down to race relations and police and just hearing it from a teen perspective one-on-one was definitely refreshing. And I think you did good for your first interview. So you get a kudos, man. Oh, thanks. So let me ask you this before we go. Is there anything that we can do as parents right now to help you all as teens kind of cope with what you're going through with the pandemic and also with what's going on with the community right now with race relations being tense and people being stressed out. So is there anything? Four words. Keep your head up. The only thing I can say, keep your head up and motivate us. That's it. Don't, don't bring no negative energy. So you want us to be positive, keep our heads up. I mean, I mean, we do some bad. I mean, still be on us. Okay, because I'm going to be on you. I'm yeah, just going to be mean, 100. Yeah, I mean, but be on us, but, but no no negativity. No, 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 right no. now, you guys need a little extra love. Because we don't, we ain't, we like, teens, we ain't, like, athletic teens, I ain't got no football right now. I ain't, I ain't got I ain't got some of this key stuff I had last year, so... Make sure in the mind I'm going through stuff. I'll be like, come on. So man. right now we need to help you cope. Yeah. Just give you a little grace. How yeah. about that? Yeah, not baby me, but give me some grace. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll take that in, and I hope, parents, that you are taking that in. So if you enjoyed today's podcast, if you are on Anchor, make sure you hit the star so that this could be your favorite podcast and you can be in the know when there are new episodes. And also you can follow me at my blog, Purpose Feel Mommy with Minnie Marie. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook at Minnie Marie Andrews on Minnie Marie Andrews at Purpose Feel Mommy and follow me on Twitter and just all the social media sites. I want to thank you guys so much for connecting with me. This was definitely a refreshing and an insightful podcast today and if you have any topics that you would like to talk about on our Q&A day please be sure to inbox me or you can also send a video message so you know what I'm going to say I love you but God loves you more let's say goodbye Pierce bye bye bye